both freaks me out actually yoga I find kind of looking around the room okay what's next uh what, where do I put my leg now I, and I kind of can't concentrate I can't get into the zone and there I don't have a zen within me that kind of is it wants to zen into the yoga yeah. and Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name's Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Faye Watts of Fuse Accountants LLP. Faye was recommended to Joe, or should it be the other way around, and Joe was recommended to Faye. I'm not sure. By an earlier podcast guest from number two, Paula Gardner, so they didn't actually know each other before the interview, but found a number of areas of joint interest as they went along. Faye Watts is one of the founding partners of Fuse Accountants, where she assists clients with a with tax planning and businesses development. Faye has been advising clients for over 15 years and is experienced working with a broad client base. Having worked herself since her early 20s, she has developed a strong commercial and open-minded outlook and frequently writes about business and taxation matters for various publications. Faye also sits on various advisory boards and loves to help businesses flourish. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Faye Watts from Fuse Accountants. Hi Faye, thanks for joining me. Hi Joe. Great to have you here. So Thank start you. by telling me a bit about you, what you do and where you do it. Sure. Um, I'm a tax specialist um, and I run my own accountancy practice. Um, I've been in the profession for about 15 years, um, left the corporate world, the corporate world even, um, completely about five years ago to set up on my own. Um, and initially it was to set up, have a bit more work-life balance. Um, but of course, as time's progressed and I've built the practice up, brought on another staff, um, you know, got another partner on board, I've inevitably grown the practice and found it harder to have a bit more work-life balance and ended up you know, working full-time again. Um, but at least I don't have that sort of corporate-ness um, behind me, and it's, I very much enjoy what I do. Um, and I I, there you go. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said, I very much enjoy what I do. If you want to like carry on from there, I'll cut yeah. that bit out if you want. Um, I, yeah, I am. Um, just uh, go back to the question now. This is, um, okay, I very much enjoy what I do. Um, I'm a very dedicated worker, so I've always found it hard to sort of slow down and and take a you know, breather. So the work-life balance didn't come very easy to me. I, I, my instinct was to go back to work and, and work full time. But at least working for myself, there's lots of room for sort of fun, personality, and and you know, able for me to live a normal life. So mm. as as corporate as it sounds, being in tax, it's actually very fun and energetic and enjoyable. 
Lovely, great. And where where do you do it? Where are you based? Or, or what, based what up in Highgate Village full time, um, yeah. but I often work from home. So I spend at least one day a week working from home. Um, and I'm just a little bit outside of, of North London. Um, so I have a very nice, easy commute. I gave up life in central London to work very much in leafy North London. Mm-hmm. Again, so, it just be- so work life could become a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit about your morning routine. I guess it'll be different depending on whether you're in the office or, or at home, um, or maybe it won't. So you know, tell us a yeah. bit about how that runs. Uh, well, I have to stick to a routine because I'm rubbish otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. And if I don't, I, I don't keep my day on track. Fortunately, my husband will just give me you know, a nudge in the morning because I'm, I'm absolutely useless at getting ready and getting myself out the door. And that, that's my biggest weakness. Once I'm up and I'm ready and I'm out, you know, I have quite a lot of self-discipline and, and to kind of get my, my day um, going. Um, I schedule everything I do. So I tend to schedule, I have a routine in the mornings, I catch up on emails. Um, then I always make sure before lunch I work on one job to, to get it out the door. So that might be a client's tax return, some accounting, some advice, whatever that might be. Um, I, I make sure my days are productive. Um, then sort of, ensure that I've kind of stuck to my goals. It doesn't always go like that. It's sort of, imagine that graph that just goes nice and steady, but actually there's loads of pitfalls and loads of kind of things that happen on the way. There's always mm-hmm. a phone call, there's always something urgent that comes along, which, so things don't always go as planned, but I'm very much about the discipline and scheduling things in your diary. So as long mm-hmm. as it's booked in the diary, um, then it has to get done. And I also oh. schedule my calls. Oh, Okay. I was going to say, I really like the idea of getting the one job before lunch done out of the door, as you as you put it. So yeah. that's sort of your your big things, or the things that are earning you money, I guess, particularly. The, the, yeah. the proper sort of fee-earning side exactly. of things. Exactly. It's, it's fee-earning things, um, work, that I sort of make sure that I get done. Whether it produces a, a fee at that point in time, but the thing is that it's generating, it's going towards the fee-earning of that for that client, mm. um, and it's actual work rather than perhaps um, other stuff that could, I think, easily, yeah, yeah. business that could easily mm. distract you. Mm. Um, and also with my phone calls, that might be a phone call as well. I tend to schedule phone calls with clients for half an hour, an hour, if I know that they want to discuss something in detail, rather than get into the habit of allowing phone calls to interrupt the day and then you lose momentum. So again, I'll, I'll tend to book a phone call, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, that I know that somebody wants to discuss something again, and that's part of our sort of the fee earning work, yeah. rather than mm-hmm. it be ad hoc. Mm-hmm. And so, does the routine differ when you're not actually leaving the house? So those days when you do work from home? No, it doesn't. Um, apart from the fact that I probably work first thing in my pajamas. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I I don't like distractions in terms of when I'm at work. So I think when you're working, it's, it's important not to use the time to put the washing on in between or you know, decide to do an hour of ironing. Um, I think it's key that when you're working, you're working, no matter what environment you're in, that you still have dedicated um, time slots so that I know that maybe I start work on Wednesday a little bit later because I'm working from home. I don't have to get up as early, but I still have that clear deadline that I, I want to get a piece of work done mm. um, and that I clear my emails first thing. Um, so, so nothing really changes in that sense. And I, again, home, I won't work with a TV on. I won't um, kind of allow distractions of being at home, that's more a sort of comfort and a, a silence rather than 
the idea of being at home as a kind of I can do other things, if that yeah. makes sense. And you mentioned um, sort of leaving the corporate world to have more flexibility and then ending up growing your business so, you, so you're working sort of full-time again. So has that evolved? Were you less structured to begin with and realised that you needed to be? Yes, exactly that. So I started in a very, you know, very regimented. We have timesheets in the corporate world and you have to fulfil your seven hours a day um, and a lot more than that in real, real terms. Yeah. Um, and I sort of went to do a little bit of consultancy and I was doing ad hoc work and I thought, okay, this is great. I could see my mum, I could go shopping, I could, you know, do all the you know, things I wanted to do and have a bit of downtime. But actually, you find that the day just floats along and you don't get things done. And I'm quite a workaholic and I needed that discipline. I needed to get back to going, okay, I've got diarised appointments, I've got things to do, I've got commitments to clients, I've got deadlines. I think I needed that, and that's what sort of drove me back. Mm. But I still, where I, the difference is now for my work-life balance, when I go home, I go home, that's it, time out. Um, I have a personal trainer that I train with twice a week, and I do that within working hours. So I have a, a 9 a.m. on a, sub, a Friday morning and a 5 p.m. on a Monday evening. And the point of that is they're in working hours because they really are a disciplined time of my day. They're an appointment that I can't reschedule so that my evening time is my evening time. And mm. I, I, I have a very clear line between what is work and what is life. I really need to listen to that. I don't have clear lines. I'm very <laughs> poor at that. But then I, I justify it to myself the other way, which is that I do get to do some of the things in the day that uh, um, I want to do, but then I have to sort of push things into the evening. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a fair compromise. And, and mm. of course, I'm not perfect, and I do the same. And if there are things and other errands I need to run on my Wednesday, I kind of will compensate that by doing something either later into the day or working. Not so much. I won't push myself in the hours, but I just make sure that the time spent is dedicated and that I don't allow myself to pussyfoot around yeah. and do bits and pieces of nothing. Mm. So mm. I try to have that discipline that, okay, for sort of like as a reward or as compensation for Wednesday afternoon, I, you know, I had to buy a sink a few weeks ago. Um, so you know that, how to live, don't you? <laughs> it's like exciting. Um, so in that time, you know, I, I booked out, okay, that time I've got to go and buy this sink and, and of course I'm out of the office. But rather than going, well, okay, I've taken three hours off and I've got to make three hours up, it was what would I have done in that afternoon? Okay, I'll make sure I get that done on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then stick to sort of realistic goals rather than it just being okay. I've got to work myself to the ground because what's the point of owning your business if you're just going to work yourself to the ground? Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit more about how you manage your tasks and your to-do list and your your time. You've obviously talked about scheduling things being very important to you and and that focus. Yeah. How do you? What else do you do? Well, I use um, I diarise everything wherever I can, and I've got to-do lists in every part of my life so I've got to do this personally I even have a list of all the restaurants I want to go to and and all the things I want to do and the countries I want to go to and the hotels I want to stay in but also from a daily point of view I break my task list down into sort of today's to to do list and maybe this month's or this year's so I have clear goals I mean using the word to do list I think is a little bit harsh and it can be a bit bit draining you think I've got to do that Whereas perhaps having um, a year's goal list uh, or a goal plan or having um, today's priorities, kind of try and avoid the to-do list because I think that can feel really onerous. I use my tasks in my phone that links into my Outlook. Um, I use my notes as well in in my phone that then also links to Outlook. 
um, and I use my diary to schedule times where I where I need to do a certain job. So everyone in my um, team as well knows that I'm busy doing something or other, so that they can either divert calls or reschedule certain things um, around my time as well. Mm. And, it, and it works. I think you you've just got to be a bit strict with your time frame. Mm. That's the same with my personal training because it's in my diary. There's no flexibility there. I won't change it for meetings because that's so much an important part of my work as it is for my sort of my focus and my health. So I leave that as an absolute you know, important yeah. meeting. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit more about the the health keeping healthy thing. I mean, scheduling an exercise sort of tells me that um, you've you've got some focus on that already. Are there other things that you're doing around? how you look after yourself, your sleep, your energy, your nutrition, that sort of thing? Yeah, again, back in corporate world, I think you just work in a very cutthroat environment where you kind of eat to live and you work to live as well. And there's not a lot of living in that situation. So following on from that, when I went to a sort of non-structured environment of being more consultancy and doing a little bit of work, I started to eat at ad hoc times of the day. I was overeating, put on weight, um, and sort of neglected my, my health and my body. And then now I've got to that full circle. I'm back to, okay, I'm, I work full-time, I'm disciplined and dedicated, but something switched for me in the last year where I had to really, really look inside myself and deal with my own self um, before I could take my business in any way further in any event and looked at my health, my diet, my weight, managed to lose some weight and really focused this year on sort of mindfulness and stepping back from work and saying, okay, my health is just as important as my work because it effectively has a knock-on effect on what I do and, and how mm. I work. And my job's very taxing, for want of a better cliche. Pun intended. Oh, exactly, <laughs> so definitely. Um, and so mentally, I, I used to suffer with a lot of brain fog and kind of confusion if my diet was poor. And I found that if I changed my way, my way of eating and my my patterns in eating, my diet and my my whole kind of exercise regime that I've managed to eliminate that 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 kind mm. of the negatives of that. So I'm a bit of a low carb girl, a bit of a high protein and and veg. And I know what works for me. Mm. Uh, mm. I know what doesn't work for me. And my weakness right now is a bit of coffee gelato. Um, and then I'm in real trouble. I'll really <laughs> eat the whole pot. Um, so I'm not certainly not perfect, and I certainly have you know the odd bad day. But I've got to that stage now where I know what's working for me, and I think it's key for me to get the best performance out of my job and my work mm -hmm. that I have to eat sensibly. And that's the difficulty when you work from home. You can end up eating erratically and not exercising because you've got up in your gym jams and you, you know, kind of have a coffee, grab a bit of toast, uh, and then you have something at 11 o'clock, and then you eat at 3 o'clock instead of having a dedicated lunch. Yeah. And I think you can be really in danger of, of sort of slipping into... Uh, you know, a it not being as productive as it could be. Mm. And it's that whole not getting out of the house thing as well. That's the one thing that I have to try and schedule things I need to do, like go to the post office or go yeah. to the bank, just to actually force myself to go for the walk, even though I love it when I'm out there and I listen to my podcasts and everything else. I'm, you know, I always have other things I could be doing, and and it makes it hard to sort of tear myself away. You you said earlier on in that um, section something switched for you in the last year. Was there yeah. something? that particularly made that happen? And can you identify what that was? Or yeah, that sort of I can. Yeah, I mean, can. for me, in, in tax, um, it's very much, um, it's, a, it's really very mentally 
demanding um, job. And January is always inevitably our worst time of year. We get to the 31st of January and obviously trying to get to the filing deadline, it's almost like you hit a brick wall and you're just, your energy levels, everything, mentally you're exhausted. And, it, and for me, I'd really hit that brick wall where I think my relationship was starting to suffer. Everything was suffering because I was just working so hard. Yeah. And I realized that I was, my health was suffering because of the stress levels of work. And I knew that I couldn't really change my work, but what I could do was change myself and how I adapted to stress. And something just switched, and I got a personal trainer in February earlier this year who was a bit of a, a coach as well as a personal trainer. And I was like, right, I need to get in shape. I need to change my mindset. And I just, but I wasn't sure how or what. Mm. So I started to sort of just teach myself techniques of just, you know, 10 minutes of calm a day or, more breathing or all the things I kind of knew at the back of my mind I should be doing I actually started to implement them I thought okay I need to change Um, Mm. and little by little I am where I am now I'm able to be fit and healthy and do my job and a hell of a lot better I I won't say I'm looking forward to January but I think I'll be able to cope with it better this year and as you say it's that bit about once you start to see some results whatever those results may be with the things that you're doing, it's much easier to continue with them, isn't it? Sure, you can't. It's just, um, yeah, a roller coaster, so to speak. You just start unhealthy eating, and you start to feel good. You start to take your vitamin Bs. You feel amazing. You've got all this energy, and then if you go and have a white bread sandwich, you're like, oh, I feel rotten. So you lose habits really quickly yeah. if you have the right mindset. So if you have a positive mindset, I think you have to have an end goal. My end goal was right. I've got to feel mentally healthy. I've got to feel good about myself I've got to feel um happy um so all those things that were creating a little bit of a negative feeling I was like uh-uh they've got to go and they've got yeah. a big line through um and it's just forming habits and I don't think you need to work with million psychologists to do it I think you just have to be really conscious of habits that you've formed and mm-hmm. the ones that make you feel positive and the ones that make you feel neg- negative if that yeah. makes sense I was reading something the other day, I think it's from the book The One Thing, and it was talking about how habits are formed through sort of little pockets of self-discipline. People sort of think that successful people are are like really disciplined 24-7 sort of thing, and and it was making the point that that isn't necessarily the case. It's just about having enough discipline to do that one thing and to do that one thing on a regular basis to the point it then becomes a habit, and then you don't need the self-discipline because you just do it, and then you you use the discipline for something else sort of thing which I thought was really interesting I think that's really true because I'm a very creative person at heart and I'm not I'm not a what what people would assume of accountants as being left brain I'm actually not and I'm very kind of flippant and flamboyant and so it's kind of strange to me to have such discipline but it isn't this it's a discipline that forms a habit Mm. and then once you've got the habit it just becomes part of your life and you can do things easier with more clarity you just you can almost like you can churn work out better because your brain's in the right place, you're in the right mindset, mm. rather than it feeling like a chore. Whereas I think if you don't, if you're doing it without that sort of mindset or without forming the habit, things can become a chore and effort. If that makes yeah. sense. It's interesting you say that because people I think would quite often think that I don't do uh, detail, for example, for very much the same reason you just said which is that sort of outgoing 
um, I'm, I can be quite flippant too, yeah. <laughs> but that, you know, real sort of smiley, happy, flippant, just, you know, enjoy yourself type style. And yes, I am very much about detail, you know, to the point of sadness, <laughs> particularly <Yeah>. around <laughs> getting organised and things like that. But as you say, that isn't the same as that sort of personality that people would see. So it's interesting that you say that, because I think in some ways by creating those, as you say, that discipline, those habits and, and that, that detail of stuff happening, it, it frees you up to have that more yeah. sort of flamboyant, <laughs> flamboyant lifestyle. Never quite sort of sounds quite what I mean, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, that's exactly yeah. the thing. It does create, it gives you the energy to be yourself and have your personality you mm. know, shine mm. and, and, and be the person you want to be rather than having to focus on things that don't come naturally to you. Mm, mm. So, I mean, I like when, if I'm with, sitting with, you know, I won't lie, if I'm sitting with one of the guys in the office and they've read some legislation that they think is really exciting <laughs> and they're reading it, and I go, yeah, yeah, just tell me what it means. You know, just just kind of get to the chase. Tell me what you're trying to tell me. T- tell me it quickly. I don't have time in my brain or to engage and listen to all the small bit. And I'm a bit like that with tax legislation. It doesn't excite me reading all the kind of small print and the different sections and so on yeah what comes naturally to me is the kind of let's get to the point let's can you can't you can you do it this way can you do that way if not great move on i will then divulge into the kind of legislation and look at the small print and i think some people get off on that but that's just not me i know exactly what you mean my husband tries to explain things to me he's an oracle developer so he's quite sort of you know techie and what sort of thing and he'll start explaining things and I'll be going I don't need all the explanation just tell me what I need to do just tell me yes (laughs) and my clients are like that with me they don't want to know what piece of legislation affects them I don't care section numbers they go Faye just tell me what to do yeah and you know just give me the advice that I need and that's that's what they want to hear as well so um, which is probably why I get on quite well with most of my clients I hope um, is because I have that same sort of mindset I don't want to you know concentrate too much on the detail i want to focus on what gets the results and what's Mm. important um yeah yeah cool so you talked about um mindfulness and you've already talked you've already talked about spending some time thinking about breathing during the day to sort of you know calm things down what else do you do to relax it's i guess something that you probably think about you know from what you've told me already yeah sometimes i don't get to relax but um generally (laughs) speaking Weight training, for me, my two personal training sessions, as much as it's really tough, at the moment I'm deadlifting 80 kilos and I'm working towards 100, um, and that's really tough and it's really tough on your body, but it's also really amazing on your mind because you cannot think of anything else. You're in the zone where you're just pushing your body to its limits, and even though it's not physically relaxing, it's mentally relaxing because your brain can't think about anything else and you just switch off, and I just do it untold. And he says to me, do this, do this, and I just do it. Mm. And so that's really relaxing. I also sing. Um, and so sing do I. Lessons. Do you? Oh, great. <laughs> that's my relaxation. When you're saying uh, switch, up, switch off, I don't know what sort of singing you do. I do choral singing, and I will say you can't think of anything other than yeah, what you're doing when you're exactly. singing. Exactly. And you're yeah. singing, and also you're engaging your breathing. There's, you know, you've got to get deep into your breath. You're, yeah. there's, there's a lot of focus, and you're thinking about the words, you're thinking about the sound, you're thinking about the, the vowels, and... And everything when you're singing, again, there's no place to think of anything else. Mm. And also, it's so deeply relaxing and enjoyable if you make a nice sound. It's mm. a good mm. feeling, even if you're singing in the bath. I mean, I have lessons, but it's a good feeling, I think, to sing. I think that's incredibly relaxing. And, and when I play my music in the house, it has to be full on. It's, it will be so loud. 
so I can yes. sing along to it and not be heard. Yeah. And I find that relaxing. So I, I probably, although the mindfulness is, is subconsciously there, I'm conscious that my mind has the power to, to choose, make its choices. Mm. I don't like silence. So, and I don't like quiet tranquility and stillness. So for me, relaxation needs to be something where my brain switches off, but where I'm still active. Absolutely. That's why I, I'm struggling with the concept of meditation and why I don't want to do yoga, even though I know they ought to be things it, that I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, they both freaks me out, actually. Yoga, I find, kind of looking around the room, okay, what's next? Uh, what, where do I put my leg now? I, and I kind of can't concentrate. I can't get into the zone. And there, I don't have a zen within me that kind of is, it wants to zen into the yoga. Yeah. And, and I find meditation a bit strange and a bit alien. Someone once said to me today, once you should, um, maybe you should, meditate and that just freaked me out I thought whoo I'm going to start sort of singing phrases out that's just going to that freaks me out but actually meditation can be anything it could be throwing a tennis ball against the wall and catching it repetitively mm. and mm. that's quite meditative and that would be more my meditation is some, doing something repetitively or a jigsaw puzzle where you're just focused on something small and something specific mm. I guess that's yeah. what meditation is yeah 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 exactly so what about um learning and in improving yourself you you sound like you're um sort of on the lookout for these things the, the sort of things that you're telling me sound like the sort of things that i research as well so i guess you're probably reading and and trying to find things out on a regular basis what, how, what do you do to to improve yeah. uh, i mean i'm very open-minded so you can give me i, I want to learn anything new I, I like the idea of stretching my brain not in terms of more education but more knowledge and power and more... And I think it helps to improve strength of character and kind of your own emotional intelligence. So that's probably more important. And I I don't read a book and go, right, that's it, I'm going to follow that rule. I tend to absorb things when I don't realise I am and then amalgamate all my own different rules that I've created from all these different sources and learn from bits in piecemeal, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... And inspiration-wise, as well, if I'm inspired by somebody's story, uh, whether it's a sports person, um, an artist, whatever it might be, I will take something from that, probably subconsciously, and develop off the back of that. So for me, it's inspiration. If I'm inspired by something, someone, even Pinterest, I mean, I'm learning, I love Pinterest, it's it's my obsession, actually, um, because I create a a mood board and all the things, you know, that inspire me. But actually, I learn from that as well. I learn, you know, visually I'm learning things. But I think everything you learn from, if you just open your mind to it. Mm-hmm. So what about um, particular books or films or you mentioned music? Do yeah. you have any that you'd recommend for the listeners? Um, oh, well, I'm a bit of a fantasist, so I don't read anything academic or intelligent. I'm a bit creative. So uh, for me, it's um, imaginative stories or action, romance, comedy, anything like that. Um I very rarely read unless it's the occasional business book. Um, one book I read um, not so long ago was More Balls Than Most. Um, I think That's it, um, Laura Morgan, isn't Laura it? Morgan, brilliant. brilliant. I loved it. I loved her balls, mm. loved her attitude. Um, not many books would I read. I've, I've got um, the Sheryl Sandberg leaning on my iPad. I keep threatening to read it, but it's, it's, it's a lot of effort to read a book. But I've heard so many good things and you know, I want to read um, like that, but yeah. for me, I'd rather turn the la- music up loud in my downtime. I'm a, I like country music, so I'd, I'd turn that up as loud as I can and just get in, you know, 
into my zone. Um, yeah. But if I do go on holiday, that's the time when I read a book. I read sort of a Grisham, something you know, other crime thriller or something like that. Because I there is, I think there's a lot of learning to be done there. You learn about you know, legal systems, albeit a lot of them in the US, but you learn a lot from books. And also, I might read business books. Um, but I would say nothing springs to mind as being something I would recommend other than losing yourself in whatever it is that you enjoy. Yeah. So the music yeah. and film. I mean, when I watch film, it's very visual for me. I just sit and switch off and I get engrossed in something because it's not, I'm not having to think or do. Whereas reading a book, I'm thinking and doing. And yeah. that strikes me as effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see see that. I do lots of reading and I do spend time making notes and thinking, oh, that would be good for my newsletter and, and going off to Evernote to make a note about what it was I read. And as you say, um, that then creates a bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> of that pleasure. I, I don't do write, that when I'm reading storybooks, though. <laughs> yeah, I used to write music when I was younger, and there was something kind of really exciting about that. You kind of take things from, you're inspired by something, and you just write words down or poems. And I mean, they're all rubbish, but there's again, it's that you kind of you learn from things, you absorb things, and then you get it on paper or you sing it yeah. or hum it, whatever it is. Um, mm. I guess that's what, what I, how I learn. Yeah. Yeah. So on the um, further topic of recommendations, we talked about uh, some of the um, tools that you use, uh, Outlook and the notes and the tasks. Are there, are there any other tools or apps that you'd recommend? Yeah, we use, um, in the office, we use something called Salesforce, which is an online platform. Um, it's actually a sales sort of CRM platform. Yeah. And we use it as our central database, and it is um, online-based. So all of our softwares that we use are online-based so or web-based so that we can have access anywhere, and that means that it gives us all, me and the, and my, the, the rest of the staff, the opportunity to work from home or elsewhere at any time um, with sort of instant access. Now, at Salesforce, I can get on my phone. I've got instant data on it, so I really love it as mm-hmm. an app if you're using. So whether it's Salesforce or something equally similar that, that has sort of business, your business data at fingertips, because there's, there's nothing worse than you're out and about and you need something really quickly on a phone, and you can't get access to it, you know, by yeah. a client. Um, Pinterest is my other one, as I said, because that's there's a lot of visual release there, and it kind of gives me a lot of inspiration, goals, um, even down to recipes. I think, oh, God, that looks really good. I want to cook that. Or yeah. um, pictures of people in the gym and think, oh, I want I want to do those, I want to do that, or something. So Pinterest is a, a, a very good app for me because it clears my my mind and gets all my ideas out there visually. Yeah. Um, t- we have a tax app that we use, and we, we've got our own one, um, which gives us all the tax rates. So for my, me and my job, I need that always. So if I'm out with a client and they want to, we want to look at different rates of tax for different things, at least I can refer back to that. That's pretty essential for what I do. Um, and Rightmove is my other favourite app because that gives me the inspiration. I love property. Yeah. And I love architecture, and it just gives me the inspiration to want to achieve more and you know, get a bigger house. And you know, kind of, it, it helps me kind of focus in my. It's almost like my, looking at my dream houses. Yes. Um, yeah. And that kind of helps wire me and gets me working towards goals. It's interesting. People um, do share houses on Right Move sometimes on Facebook and. I haven't really hadn't really thought about it before because there are people who I know aren't looking to move or they're sharing houses that aren't anywhere near where they you know are based. And now you say that, I guess they must be looking at it as you say for inspiration and and yeah. just 
you know, sometimes nosiness, <laughs> um, yeah. and that's where it's coming from. I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, you're just opening up a whole new realm for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a fine line between being what could be perceived as being envious of somebody else's home, which I would say I'm not, but it's more about I love that. Right, that's it. I want to work really hard because I love that that home. I love the idea mm. of that fountain in the hallway or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so my mind goes into this, okay, well, what do, I have to, what do I have to achieve in life to get a fountain in the hallway? And rather than I want what they've got and feeling bitter about it, it's really yeah. about, gets gets me quite, quite excited. Think, okay, I really want something like that. I want a garden that size or I want, um, and it, it's not just because it's, it's, so therefore work is not driving me or money's not driving me to work so much. But there is still, you know, a goal of like, yeah, I want a bigger house, nicer house. I want, you know, I want something that's quite, quite tactile I want things I want touchable things I want tangible things mm. um so I'm a bit of a child like that um and I'm a bit of a dreamer as well yeah um yeah. I think there's no harm in that yeah and I'll often check out that at that site myself yeah. um so, so um we talked at the beginning about a morning routine do you do you have an evening routine you talk about you know work finishes full stop which yeah. clearly is beginning of the, the evening do you then do um certain things as far as sort of calming down for, for ready to sleep and that sort of thing or is it just you know whatever happens that evening slightly I'm slightly a bit mishmashed in my evenings if I want to eat out I'll eat out if I want to eat in I'll eat in if I don't want to eat I won't eat <laughs> um so it's very much how I feel but when I do get home the phone kind of goes upside down on the hall room table I mean I check it occasionally because it's my work and my personal phone are the same I couldn't deal with two phones so I do, you know, just kind of look at it. But I won't look at my emails because my emails will only ever be work-related. But I'll you know, check my texts or whatever. Um, I, I've also got a kitten, so I love to come home to my little kitten. That's, he gives me a lot of pleasure. Um, I guess that home for me is downtime. So whatever that might be, whether that's a bath or whether that's um, watching TV and to, to, to a point where I go to like a zombie. I have certain rules. So I won't put my mobile phone on charge in my bedroom. And I don't have a TV in my bedroom because I think the bedroom and sleeping is for, well, it's for two things, the bedroom. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, and so I like that to be a zen. So it's a very, very neutral zen. There's, I even have my, my majority of my clothes in another room. It's a very tranquil space so that when I go to bed, I'm in that zone. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm in the lounge, it's a TV room. Um, and I, we, we don't eat in the lounge, for example. I, I prefer to eat at the table. So it's, I guess there's slightly discipline, but they're subconscious disciplines. And they're just the yeah. way I live my life and the way I like to to live. Mm. So things become quite separate. So yeah. eating is a, a, a mealtime. We sit and have dinner at the dining table. Watching TV, watching a film is in the lounge, in comfort, lights down, candles on, and bed is bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do try to like not look at internet or you know the computer, or the phone too close to bedtime. I think it is quite distracting. Yeah. I used to have yeah. a Sudoku habit, and also the other one with the Candy Crush. Yeah. On the phone, and I used to do I that before bed. Oh, it's <laughs> awful because in the middle of the night you find your head's moving red bits, yellow bits, and you're kind of moving these pieces around your head, laying in bed, and thinking, "Oh my god, this has got to stop." So I went through real cold turkey, having to get rid of the. The Candy Crush phase. Um, and so now it's a, yeah, <laughs> now it's a total computer light-free zone. Lovely. So, what about if things don't go right for you during the day? What 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 happens then? How do you deal with those sort of uh, less yeah. good times? 
And I think simply I would just start the next day as as a separate one, as as a new day. Mm. I, I tend to not dwell on what's happened yesterday. I tend to just deal with it. Okay, that was yesterday. There's nothing I can do about that. So tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow I'll be great. Um, it might be diet. It might be I haven't got stuff done. Whatever it might be, there's always things at the end of the day. I think today was really not, you know, a great day. Um, just so just make, make the next day count. Make the next day a better day. Yeah. Um, uh, and I tend to live by that. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think because sometimes as well it's just sort of acknowledging that it was a bit rubbish and that that isn't going to carry on. So, and yeah, you know, that's okay. Sort of thing. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean that the rest of your life's going to be rubbish. It's just it's just a bad day, and you just mm. have to go. It's fine. I'm I'm like everybody else that's just having a bad day. It's perfectly acceptable that this went wrong. You know, I cried or this happened or whatever it might be. Um, just move on the next day. Just a fresh pair of eyes will it will see things. And sleep always helps. Yeah. Sleep it off, and then the next day you see things with clarity. Same mm. as when you're working or put on a project and. If it's not going right, just stop, walk away from it, and then come back to it later or the next day. Um, because you'll make yourself ill trying to do something that your brain's not in the mindset of. And I used to do it, it's getting a panic and get very stressed out and very sort of almost hyperventilating about a job that I need to get done. It's very urgent, it has to be done right now. And then that was, again, when my mindfulness came in. I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm punishing myself. Nobody else is doing this to me. It's me doing it to myself. Um, and I think you just have to learn to go... I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, I can't deal with it now, or it's gone wrong. Okay, tomorrow I'll correct it. I'll sort it out. So it's quite pragmatic. Yeah. yeah. So on a day when you do end the day, knowing you've had the chance to live more, and that's when I talk about you doing the things you want to do, not the things that you have to do or that you feel that you should do. What have you done? What's that day look like? I've probably ticked off something. Um, on my to-do list, on one of them, whether it's my goal list or my my dream list. Um, if I know that, if I've sort of punched the air and it's one of those, yes, I've just done it today, I've probably finished something um, practical. It might have been we've ended a HMRC inquiry. It might be work-related. So I've got a closer letter, closing letter from an inquiry, and I feel really good about that from the, from the point of view of the clients. You know, there's no more hassle. Or it may be that I have just, or done something that I really wanted to do and I've enjoyed it or it could be um, it could be yeah, some, I've painted the lounge that I said I've been wanting to do for weeks um, it, it's normally a tick in the box if I know that I can almost cross something out tick the box or delete it then that for me is a good day mm. yeah yeah. excellent well we've come to the end of the interview it's been really enjoyable and um, uh, interesting how uh, many things we had similar sort of views and experiences with. Thank you. <laughs> so it's been really enjoyable speaking to you, Faye. So how can people find out more about you and, and connect with you? Well, I'm on Twitter. That's another one of my favourite apps, um, which I do actually dip in and out of, but I am there, um, at Tax and Tea. Um, and strangely enough, I don't like tea, so I don't know how that came about. <laughs> but I, I have a huge collection of vintage china teacups, so um, that's where the sort of the tea element came in. Yeah. Um, my firm is Fuse Accountants, um, and I'm a partner there. And I'm now building my own um, website, which is faywatts.com, and that will feature lots of, sort of different articles that I'm writing. I've just interviewed um, an IFA, um, trying to do a, a bit of a profile on women in finance as well. So um, I can be found also on LinkedIn. So. 
Brilliant. So, yeah, anyone's welcome to connect with me. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Joe's Gems. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview, the stuff that I really liked, and the apps, books, music, tips, and tools that were shared. This is for you if you heard something that you want to check out but you couldn't write it down at the time. Hopefully, I've got you covered. And this is the bit for the really time pressed. You can just listen here and get the gems from the interview. But of course, I wouldn't suggest you do that and miss out on the great conversation that I had with Faye. So when we were talking about tools and apps, Faye mentioned that they use Salesforce within their office. It's a CRM and sales platform. She said all the software that they use is online based and web based so that they can have access anywhere. And that means that Faye can get access to any information when she's out of the office, as can the rest of the staff, so they can have the opportunity to work from home or anywhere else with the access to the data. The other website that she talked about is Rightmove. She says she uses that for inspiration. She likes property and really loves architecture and it gives her inspiration to set goals to achieve more, to perhaps get a a bigger house or something she's seen in one of the houses. She talked about a a fountain in the uh, the, uh, entranceway. Um, But she says it helps her focus. It's like looking at her dream houses and helping her to think about her goals and how she's going to motivate herself to, to work towards them. We mentioned two books. One is More Balls Than Most by Lara Morgan, which I thoroughly recommend too. And Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Faye says that she really likes country music. She says, for me, I'd rather turn the music up loud in my downtime. I like country music, so I turn that up as loud as I can and just get into my zone. In this interview, we really focused on lots of tips So probably less websites and apps and so on, but much more about uh, how you go about doing things and and how Faye sort of runs her life. So she talked initially about how important it is to stick to a routine. She said that she has to stick to a routine because she's rubbish otherwise. If she doesn't, she doesn't keep on track. So she schedules everything that she does and she has certain routines in the morning for things like catching up on emails. And she always makes sure before lunch that she works on one job to get out of the door and she said that might be a client's tax return or some accounting or some advice or whatever basically either things that are a fee earning or or leading towards fee earning work Um, I really like that idea of of just sort of getting one thing done that's sort of one of those big jobs that you may put off put off otherwise and getting that sort of out the door before before lunchtime something that Faye does that I also do is to schedule telephone calls including those with clients she says she tends to schedule them in if they want to discuss something in detail rather than have it getting into the habit of allowing phone calls to interrupt her day because then you lose momentum with whatever else that you're doing. Faye said about minimising distractions, especially when working at home. She said she doesn't like distractions when she is doing that and that if you're working, it's important to use that time to work and not to do things, you know, like put on washing in the middle of of what you're doing or decide to do something else in the middle of some of the work that you're doing. She says she thinks it's, you know, you're working and that's what you need to do no matter where you are uh, so that you have that sort of dedicated time to get done what you need to get done. She's very clear about what's work and what isn't and how she switches between the two. And she says when she goes home, that's it, time out. But she also talks about having a personal trainer that she trains with 
during the working time. So she has a, a, a slot at nine o'clock on a Friday and five o'clock on a Monday. And she says that she really puts that in to the working hours because they're a disciplined time of her day and that's something that she then can't reschedule but also they don't creep into the evening so she does have the evenings free at home and and you know has very much that differentiation between work and home life she talked about planning and goal setting being essential on that she diarises everything and she said she's got to-do lists for everything so she's got personal to-do lists lists of restaurants she wants to go to and countries she wants to visit and so on uh, she says that enables her then to break down her tasks into today's to- to-do list and maybe this month's or this year's that she has those clear goals although she did comment that using the word to-do list can can be a bit harsh and and um maybe a bit off-putting so you know puts a bit of emphasis on getting things done so she says perhaps having a goal list or a plan uh, or priorities for the day perhaps makes it sound a bit less onerous there's quite a lot of a theme in this interview around self-care and how that's a key to business success so face said that she looked at her health and her diet and her weight and uh, really focused this year on mindfulness and stepping back from work and focusing on her health being as important as her work because of the knock-on effect that it has on what she does. She says her her job is, (laughs) to use her uh, pun, very taxing. But she said that, you know, January is a really tough time for accountancies and she feels much more, um, or felt much more equipped for this January that's just gone. We did the interview before Christmas, so uh, she felt much more equipped to get through that really busy time with the way that she'd been looking after herself and her health last year. And following on from that, we talked about eating healthily and Faye said that she used to get a lot of brain fog and confusion if she wasn't eating well and she's actually really changed how she eats and she can tell when she's eat, eaten well and she can tell where she's not eating so well. It really has an impact on her Uh, her health and her ability to focus so she says she knows what works for her and what doesn't work for her and then she tries to sort of follow that she says she's a a low carb girl with a bit of high protein and veg we talked quite a bit about habits and she talked about working on improving habits and that you can lose bad habits really quickly if you have the right mindset and and focus on dropping them Um, and, and the same when you're trying to form them and she said um She's not usually that disciplined, uh, so to focus on creating those habits as she has done feels quite strange for her. But she says, you know, once she's got the habit in place, then it just becomes part of your life. And it reminded me of a comment that uh, I'd read in the book, I think, The One Thing. And it was talking about how habits are formed with little bits of self-discipline. And you just need to keep doing those little pieces of self-discipline over and again to get the habit to stick and once the habit sticks that uh, need to use your self-discipline goes away and obviously you can use that to uh, focus on on creating a different habit or or to be disciplined to do something else we talked about uh, doing meditative things for mindfulness and this is one of the areas that we uh, quite agreed on in that um, Faye doesn't really like the idea of doing actual meditation or something like yoga uh, although, but she does see the real importance of, of being meditative and the whole mindfulness piece. And she mentioned a couple of things that she does. One of them is that she's doing um, weightlifting, so dead lifts. And she says it's really amazing on your mind because you can't think of anything else. You get into a zone where you're just pushing your body to its limits. So even though it's not physically relaxing, it's very mentally 
relaxing and she also then talked about singing which I do as well where she said you're so focused about the words and about the sounds and about how you sound when you're singing that there's no time or rather no opportunity to think of anything else and of course then you've also got the add-on effect of of the deep breathing that you need to do to be able to sing effectively which can physically really help you as well. Faye says she wants to learn uh, anything new, she likes the idea of stretching her brain not necessarily about more education but she said she thinks it helps to improve your strength of character and your emotional intelligence and that's sort of probably more important than actually accumulating knowledge. She says that when she gets home from work, she puts her phone upside down on the whole room table. She might check it occasionally because her emails from work are coming through to it. But in the main, she doesn't look at them. She uses um, texting uh, personally. And other than that, she just leaves the phone away from her so that she doesn't spend the evening looking at it when she could be doing other more relaxing things. She said she's got a kitten. So she likes to come home to see her kitten and he gives her a lot of pleasure and helps to to keep her calm and then finally she talked about having rules where she's saying she doesn't have the mobile phone on charge in her bedroom and she doesn't have a tv in there and uh you know when it's time to eat they're in the dining room if it's time for watching telly they're in the lounge and there's very sort of uh demarcated sections of the house for for different activities uh and that really helps to create a, a really nice environment and sort of manage her time in those different zones i guess and then we talked about websites and the website that faye mentioned other than uh right move which i mentioned already was pinterest and she said she really loves pinterest it's her obsession she likes to create a mood board and and pull together all the things that inspire her and she learns from it as well she said she she's um visually learning things when she's actually using the website and finally to contact faye you can Follow her on Twitter, which is at tax and T. You can go to the company website, Fuse Accountants, or a new site that Faye set up for herself, which is faywatts.com, or you can also find her on LinkedIn. As ever, all the links to these show notes are on the webpage. If you just go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 13, it'll take you straight to the show notes for Faye. Use your power to live more. As ever, all this information is available on the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash 13 in this case. And if you'd like to sign up to get my weekly newsletter with more tips, strategies, ideas and tools to improve your power, you can do that on the website too. And if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash focus, you can download my Increase Your Focus for Better Productivity report for free and then you'll get onto the mailing list that way. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 13. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. 